This creature from the dirt defied the everlasting holy God. Scripture is holy. It is sanctified, set apart from any and all other writings that we have ever had and will ever exist. Self-esteem, that is a satanic idea. You're not as important as you think you are. If you have no desire to know who God is, then can you even be sure that he knows you? The gates of hell itself, or the coronavirus itself, will not stand against Jesus building his church. This is what's wrong with the Christian church today. We don't know who God is. Give us a man who knows the truth. One man, Jew and Gentile, bond and free. One, there is no race in Christ Jesus. Oh, how a man needs to fear God that that man might cling to his word. Give us some preachers who aren't tripping over their skirt to get into the pulpit. What's wrong with you people? Thank you for tuning in to Matter of Theology. Matter of Theology is a podcast production by Faithful Life Ministries where we address church and cultural issues from a biblical standpoint. You got a problem, Josh? Dude, I was oh. about to cough so loud, and then you started, and I, and I had to stop right now. I was like, oh, I oh well, I can stop. I can start over. No, no, no. This is great. Go ahead and keep it. I'll just mute my mic. Okay, okay. I mean, please, no more interruptions. <laughs> <laughs> COVID. <coughs> we bring you biblical truths despite what the popular movements or networks of the day think, or those co hosts that for some reason can't stop laughing when they've got a cough. Hey, hey, don't judge me. Only God can judge me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of that, <laughs> I feel like we just talked about that. Yeah, yeah I didn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> We are on Patreon, so if you'd like to partner with us, head on over to patreon.com slash theology and become a subscriber. We have a variety of plans. Um, we're also doing, uh, if you are friends with us on Facebook, we're doing little mini lessons as well. Chris and I just did one on judging. So if you want to Not know all inclusive, just a conversation about it. Uh, yeah, yeah, just a little conversation, but go check it out. You'll like it, I think. If you would like to donate to us the old-fashioned way, Faithful Life Ministries is a registered 501c3 nonprofit ministry. Your donation is tax-deductible. <clears throat> but on today's episode, we are going to discuss leaving the past behind us. One thing that hinders progress in the Christian walk is continually living in the past, whether it be your glory days of high school or sin that you feel weighs you down. When we continuously focus on that which is behind us, we lose our focus on the cross and what Christ did for us. The past at that point becomes an idol, and we the, the longer that we dwell on certain sins that we have committed, you can become apathetic. And you actually end up having no concern, so you give yourself more to sin. 
which will then cause you to lose any assurance of your salvation. And once you've reached that point, you resign to works in order to prove yourself saved rather than resting in your faith in Christ. Well, and uh, Josh, you cracked me up. Um, you know, and, and I think this is a good follow-up from our last episode. Um, and because constantly we see, we, we see warnings in scripture um, and, and stories in scripture of those who, when they are told to move forward, they look back and look what happens to them. Uh, a familiar story with that, of course, is Lot's wife uh, fleeing Sodom and Gomorrah as the judgment of God is coming down. And she looks back and, and we all know what happens to her. Um, she was assaulted. And then there's that. <laughs> she was, that's very true. She became and rather salty. She did become salty. Uh, she took being the salt of the earth too literally. Mm. Um, so, as a you know, as I think as a good response uh, to our last episode, a biblical response to an Arbery issue, where I mean we discussed the facts around the Ahmad Arbery case, and um, thought it might be good to take a look at a very very familiar passage of scripture that deals um, with for me something that's come up a few times over the last week, and the passage that I'm talking about is um, Philippians three, twelve through sixteen. And uh, the, the Apostle Paul says, that, says this, uh, not that I've already obtained it or have already become perfect, but I press on so that I may lay hold of that for which I also I was laid hold of by Christ Jesus. Brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead. I press on towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let us, therefore, as many as are perfect, have this attitude. And if in anything you have a different attitude, God will reveal that also to you. However, let us keep living by that same standard to which we have attained. So most of us have read or heard this passage of scripture in the past and uh, what jumped out to me this week uh, specifically was verse 13 uh, where Paul said, brethren, I do not regard myself of having laid hold of it yet, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead. So I wanted to take a moment and just share what the Lord revealed to me and convicted me of when reading and studying this and really meditating on this this week. Um, and so the, the one phrase there that, that really obviously jumped out to me and, and as, as Drew's already stated is, but you know, but one thing I do forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead. So where this started for me was Dr. Steve Lawson. He's been doing these uh, uh, on weekday mornings minus Thursday uh, because he does the men's Bible study on Thursday. He does a devotion called steadfast hope. And it's a morning devotional, 20 to 30 minutes. And uh, the, the hashtag Devo with Steve-O has been created from it. Um, no, I haven't used that yet. Because when I think of Steve-O, I think of Steve-O from something else. But anyway, uh, but it's been dubbed. I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. oh, sorry. So, 
So uh, ten minute devotion, and then it's a it's a Q and A time with his good friend Kent staying back there at Herb's house in Dallas, Texas. And so he's been skipping around in the Book of Philippians uh, this week, and he landed on verse thirteen. Um, and so in reading this passage of scripture, just real quick, we have to remember where Paul is writing Philippians from. It's prison. He's not held up in a mansion somewhere. Uh, although reading it, you would think so with the joy, uh, that, that comes across with this letter, but he's, he's been in prison. Um, and, uh, the, the theme of, of this letter uh, of course, is, is attitude and, and, and a focus on that. And so we see there in verse 12, going back to this, not that I've already obtained it um, or, or, or laid hold of it or taken hold of it or received it. Well, what is the it? Well, look, you know, if you look back to verses 8 through 11, you see that the, the it is that I may gain Christ, um, faith through Christ. Uh, so you see that listed there, that I'm being conformed to his death. Romans 8 and Colossians 3 say something similar. You know, Romans 8, 29 and 30, for those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed into the image of his son, so that he would be the firstborn among many brethren. And these whom he predestined, he also called. These whom he called, he also justified. And these whom he justified, he also glorified. And then Colossians 3, verses 3 and 4, for you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, is revealed, then you will also be revealed with him in glory. So, I mean, and, and, and Paul, Paul continues this theme in, in Galatians. In Galatians 4, he, he says, My children with whom I am again in labor until Christ is formed in you. And, and labor here is the exact word for birth pangs. It's, he's saying that as a pastor, as a shepherd, as an elder, that, that, that in his laboring, like a mother would be laboring in the birth of a child, he's working hard and yearning for those in his care to be conformed more and more into the image of Christ. That's the goal. And, and, and that's what Paul's getting at here. But to do that, to Drew's point, to do that, you can't look back. You can't, you can't, and, and Paul uses this, this analogy um, of a runner multiple times throughout the scriptures. Uh, uh, 1 Corinthians 9, 24 through 27, 1 Timothy 6, 12, uh, Hebrews 12, 1. Um, you know, uh, this was something that, that related to people. People could, could relate to the, the concept of an athlete even then uh, because of the Olympic Games and the things that took place in Rome and throughout that part of the world. So he's saying that, that you have to forget what's behind. And he says, I haven't contained it. I haven't already obtained this. I haven't become perfect and fulfilled and complete, but I press on. I move forward so that I can lay hold of and seize, apprehend, and comprehend that to which I was also laid hold of in Christ Jesus. So we, you can't run in a full sprint looking backwards. You can't do that. You can't plow a field looking backwards. So we just wanted to incest to that last one. It doesn't work. No. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, we just kind of wanted to talk about that because that applies uh, so much. Uh, I mean, it, it, it has hit me. Uh, it's hit me pretty hard this week uh, in a lot of ways. And we'll get into that. And, and i had the opportunity to share with somebody, uh, you know, that we, we, we can't continue to 
look back at things that may or may not have happened to us and carry that with us, especially if we profess faith in Christ. So what, what you got, fellas? I think there's a difference between looking back and allowing um, the past things left undone or things we wish we could have, all of the what it should have could is right. Letting those right. define us and letting us and letting those things bog us down. I think there's a difference between that and looking back and remembering um, the things that the Lord has done and seeing those as the evidence to give us hope in the present. I think that is very, very uh, important for the Christian to do. And I think we actually see that in scripture. We see in Deuteronomy 6, it says, take care lest you forget mm -hmm. the Lord who brought you out of the land of, of Egypt. Uh, Deuteronomy 8, it says, and you shall remember the whole way that the Lord has led you these 40 years in the wilderness. That was a horrible 40 years. <laughs> right. yeah. It was not yeah. good. And the Lord says, remember that, that he might humble you, testing you, um, first Corinthians, uh, let's see, where am I? Um, Isaiah 46 says, remember the former things of old for I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me. So the type of dwelling on the past that we are thinking of that, that we're speaking of here is an unhealthy right. fixation on choices made uh, opportunities lost, um, and, and things that we wish would have gone different, um, regrets and guilt, things that we're not called to take on our shoulders. But I, I personally keep a little journal of everything. Um, anything that happens in my life that defies logic, if you will, or anytime the Lord does something, um, miraculous in my life that, that, that I was doubting in a situation and the Lord proved faithful. I, I make a little note of that. And when I'm feeling discouraged and you're anxious, I will pull that out and I will remember the faithfulness of the Lord. Amen. I will look to see in my past how the Lord was faithful to me. And that gives me hope and strength for the present. So that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> we're talking no. about an unhealthy fixation um, on the past that actually will damage yourself in the present and not, uh, and not be any type of uh, benefit whatsoever. Right. Yeah. We don't, we, we can use our past as a testimony to what God is doing in us now and what he will do in the future. I mean, look at Galatians one and Paul defending his ministry. He's actually recounting who he was, but he goes into what God has done. Um, so, so to, to what you're saying, Josh, this is an unhealthy remembrance. It's something that we, right. we do uh, looking back in order to beat ourselves up. Really, we right. put our, ourselves those those shackles that we were freed from in Christ. We we voluntarily put them back on, in a sense. And well, right. and we can also, advantage. yeah. I mean, we, we can also end up looking back at past successes, right. and it elevates it. It elevates our pride, and right. it elevates our ego, thinking that we've done this and we've done that, and look at what I've you know I have accomplished and. Then Paul even addresses that earlier in, in Philippians 3, in verse 4, he says, although myself, I might have confidence even in the flesh. If anyone else um, anyone else has a mind to put confidence in the flesh, I have far more circumcised on the eighth day the of the nation of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, 
as to the law of Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to, to the righteousness, which is in the law found blameless. But the key is, he says there, obviously verse seven, which we're all familiar with, but whatever these things were gained to me, those things I have counted as loss for the sake of Christ. So it's forgetting, it's forgetting and dwelling. I think maybe a good word to say there is dwelling on uh, past successes and or failures uh, or, uh, you know, or like I said earlier, things that have been done to us. We learn from them. I mean, just think about the analogy and, and the picture of an athlete, right? You don't, an athlete doesn't just fall out of bed and win a gold medal. You know, you don't, you don't, you don't automatically wake up and think, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to end up being, uh, we were talking earlier, Mike Tyson without training, you know, look at the training that he's even doing now. And I know that's not the best example to use, but, um, but, but you think about an athlete and what they, you learn from your mistakes. You do remember those things. You remember, uh, the, 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 the failures and, and you learn from them and, and that should propel you. Uh, to work harder, um, and and what, you know, of course, what we're, if we're talking about sanctification, and that works in tandem with the Spirit's work in our lives, um, but but we learn from that so that we can continue to strive and reach and stretch with every fiber of our being towards the goal and the prize. Right, and that's what Paul he likens the Christian faith to that of a race. It's one that you have to have endurance to complete. And right. the only way that you achieve endurance is by exercising, which means you must actually put into action those things that you're learning, those things that you're studying, those things that you're reading, those things that you're being taught, sitting under good preaching. You have to actually take those, those lessons, those things. You have to then apply them in your life. And once you apply them, you, you, you gain the endurance in order to win the race. Because what's going to happen once you start applying these things is you're going to see successes, right? Right. But you're also going to see uh, chastening from the Lord. You're going to see opposition. You're, you're going to see a lot of things that look like failures, but mm -hmm. there's it's discipline. And I think we've talked about discipline before where there's a discipline for uh, – correction, but then there's also a discipline for training. That's right. That's, Unless that, you're that. Tanya Harding, then you get the gold by hiring somebody with a stick. <laughs> He's not wrong. <laughs> Why me? Why me? Oh, yeah. God. Dude, that's a good word, Drew. Um, yeah, yeah, we, we have, we have talked about the, about that before we, the Lord will, the Lord, the Lord will discipline us and allow us to go through, uh, hardships for, for training purposes. Absolutely. Right, man. Mm -hmm. That's a good call. That's a good call. So, uh, I'm sorry, what were we going to say? No, you, I wasn't going to say anything. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, I mean, so one of the, 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 the conversations that this came up in this week was, uh, uh, th th there was somebody who, who brought up the issue um, of of what we talked about last time uh, on the podcast with uh, with Ahmad Arbery, and uh, this 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 person was very 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 fired up about it, um, and they uh, you know uh, proceeded to tell me that uh, that I I've enjoyed more rights than than they have, be simply because of the melanin count in my skin. 
uh, and everything that, you know, that, that, that she had been through. I know it's something we kind of touched on last time was the, you know, acknowledging, uh, and Josh, you said it, we acknowledge and we remember what happened, but we don't dwell on it. And, and I think that's a great reminder for those of us as, who are in Christ. We profess faith in Christ. He should be our major pursuit. He should be the greatest pursuit that we have. Um, we should be so ensconced with him and knowing him and being known by him that yes, we learn from those things that have happened to us. Maybe they're outside of our control, but we don't carry those with us while we're running. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, it's, if <clears throat> I saw the gears turning, Josh, <laughs> well, when you, when you come, yeah. do, do you got something? Go, go ahead, Josh. No, I was going to just ask, why is Chris the only one getting hate mail over this? <laughs> well, it actually we? had nothing to do with the podcast. What? It had nothing to do with the podcast. It, it Because absolutely... Josh wants hate mail. He wants any mail. <laughs> I just want any mail at this point, guys. <laughs> I'll take hate mail. At least they're acknowledging my existence. <laughs> I really feel like, like, am I muted right now? Do I actually come through on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> no, we just, there's just dead space. It's, when it's Josh just talks dead the air. Every time. They just think you guys are deep in thought. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, uh, no, th this had nothing to do with the podcast. Oddly oh, enough, okay. um, th right. this had uh, something to do with my day job uh, oh, and a person okay. that came in and, and needed something. And, and, you know, we tar charge for our services and, uh, she, she didn't think that was, that was fair. And then she, she oh. launched, so she launched into a, a tirade. I said, she, I shouldn't have, sorry, but, uh, three, two, one, this person launched into a tirade. And, uh, I mean, the conversation actually started out very heated, um, very heated on, on her part. And, um, you know, it just, uh, but, but it ended, it ended well. Uh, and we did talk about scripture. We did talk about Jesus and we did, I did actually, reference this passage of scripture and um you know just because i mean th there are things that i've gone through in my life personally that i could carry with me and wear as a badge uh to fit a worldly or political narrative but that's not my goal my citizenship is not here my citizenship is in heaven my hope is in jesus christ uh and, and for those of us who profess faith in christ that's how we should carry ourselves. I, I mean, you can't imagine trying to, to run a race against Usain Bolt, which we would all lose, but imagine trying to run that race with ankle weights on. You can't do it. You have to, you know, Drew, you said something earlier about chains. We have to, those shackles in Christ, those failures that we, the sins of commission that we have done, um, those have been paid for. But then also what has been done against us, it should carry no weight for us. And we learn from it, learn what, how not to treat people, what not to do. And we move forward and we don't, we don't carry that and we don't spread that. Right. Yeah. There's um, and a, we don't cast that weakness on others that they, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. So, so there's a, a problem if we're continuing to walk through our Christian life with a hundred pound pack on our back. And so what, what I mean by that, when I say that is we take our successes, our badges of honor, right. And we, and we put them on display, but we're always seeking the next badge of honor in order to do that. And that becomes a burden. 
then we also take our failures and, and we put them in the same pack. Um, and they begin to weigh us down once we think about them. And what the Christian faith is to do is it's not to, to, to walk through with that hundred pound pack. It's to actually lay that down at the foot of the cross. And if you, if, if you're, you're thinking about this right now, if, if you're going, you know what, I feel like I'm carrying a hundred pound pack. Well then take it back to the cross and leave it at the cross. Don't carry it with you. Jesus, Jesus said, my burden is easy. My yoke is light. Yeah. That's right. good. Right. Well, I mean, that's what Christ tells us. And what is it? Matthew six. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Says, Matthew don't, six. Yep. don't worry about tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's mm-hmm. trouble is enough for today. Right. Christ tells us that, you know, as much as this, this, uh, <laughs> as much as this term has been hijacked, we need to have a very, very present mindset right that that the way that we need to be thinking and interacting with our with with people is is in the here and now mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't mean that that we don't look forward to things it doesn't mean that we don't sure. look back on things for certain reasons but but what christ is saying is that look he has called us on a daily basis to be his ambassadors to be the mm-hmm. people that are on earth that represent him mm-hmm. we're not able to right. do that if we are constantly looking forward or oh, looking back, good, we need to be in the that's moment, good. Mm. right? Right. We need to be here um, actively representing Christ in the moment, in the present, right? Where yeah. we are. Yeah. I mean, is it, I think it's James that says, why do you, why do you say I'm going to do this and that tomorrow? Right. You, you don't know yeah. you're not promised tomorrow right? right now. We have hope in what Christ will do uh in his revelation in his coming back and his putting things all things under his feet under his rule and reign but <clears throat> that's something we know is going to happen that's something that's out of our control we are to actually live now as he has called us to live that's right right that's right. That's right. Well, and, and Josh, to your point, you know, Second uh, Corinthians 5, therefore we are ambassadors of Christ. And as through God, we're making an appeal through us. We beg you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. That's, that's our message. And, and how, how, can we, how can we be an ambassador of Christ? And how can we beg people on behalf of Christ to be reconciled to God if we're only ambassadors of, of ourselves, our failures, our hurts, the things that have happened to us? We, we're not called to do that. We're not. Um, you know, and, and it's just, it's, it's, it's sad, unfortunately, um, just because of, of a lot of these narratives that continue to be, you know, propagated by, by those inside the church um, that, 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 that promote, you know, self-esteem, you know, in our introduction, I hear John MacArthur saying self-esteem is a satanic lie uh, or self-preservation or, you know, your rights, I mean, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, and, and, instead of the truth, the truth, not subjective, relative truth, not your truth, but the truth. Well, and, you know, let's, let's put this into the realm of, of counseling one another or bearing one, each other, one, uh, one, wow. Bearing one another's burdens. There we go. I got it out. It took there me it a minute. There it is. It's, it's okay, um, if you are, if you are constantly looking back <clears throat> and dwelling on the past and the problems and the issues that are there real and, and, and real as they are. And you haven't, as Drew said, laid that burden down at the foot of the cross. One of the main 
uh, reasons God puts us through the fire ultimately is for our sanctification, but also so that we can be even more effective in applying the gospel to others when they are going through the same thing. When we do not allow the gospel and the sufficiency of Christ's lordship to cover over our problems, to cover over our anxieties, cover over all of the issues, we are hamstringing (laughs) the work of the spirit and the effectiveness that we can be for other people. Because if we, we can't be helping other people work through the issues and the problems that we ourselves haven't worked through as well. Now, I'm yep. not saying you have to work through it perfectly. There are still many times where, you know, things that have happened in my past, uh, some that I've talked about on here and some not, it rears its ugly head. And I have to go through the process of forgiving again. And I have to go through the process again of taking that off my back and laying it down on the cross. Sometimes it's a daily thing. But that's what we need to be doing as Christians. Otherwise, we will be severely hindered in our effectiveness in applying the sufficiency of Scripture Amen. to our brothers and sisters. Brother, uh, and that, that's exactly where I was. I found myself this week is, you know, when, when reading verse 13, forgetting what's in the past. I mean, even forgetting uh, the, the, the last, you know, some stuff that's happened in the last year. Uh, stuff of my, my, my own doing and then stuff that was done to me um, and or still is being done to me. You know what? Forget it. Learn from it. Reach for press on to lay hold of Christ. And something else that you said there that one of my favorite sections of scripture, uh, Paul's second letter to the church at Corinth, uh, uh, starting in verse three, Paul says, blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of mercies and God of all comfort who comforts us in all our affliction so that we will be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort, which we ourselves are comforted by God for just as the sufferings of Christ are ours in abundance so also our comfort is abundant through Christ. Right. Mm. right. And, and as, you know, as hard of a truth it is, as it is to hear, um, because I know I, 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 cause I, I am so guilty of it myself, but holding on to the past, continuing to dwell on things that have been done to you or, or, you know, things of that sort, on one hand, it's, it's unforgiveness. It's usually very closely tied to you not allowing the gospel <laughs> to infiltrate as yeah. deep as it should have. Yeah. And second, um, it, it, is, it is, we already talked about it, it rendering you ineffective, um, mm. but it's selfish Yeah, is what it is. It's yeah. very, very selfish. Self-centered, absolutely. Because... You Absolutely. are spending so much time, and again, I'm like, hear my heart on this. I'm t- I'm saying this as someone who deals with this often. Uh, I was dealing with it this morning. Um, I walk into just just this this <laughs> state of selfishness when I'm just dwelling on everything that has been done to me, everything that you know has gone wrong, and I forget why I'm here. Mm-hmm. 
you forget the reason that I'm still here. I forget the reasons that the Lord saw fit to allow me to go through those things. Now, mm. were they hard? Yeah. Were, were they, were they not, were they unjust? Yes. Was it sin on definitely my part, but sin on other people's part? Of course, this doesn't negate any of that, but I have one of two choices. I can either trust in the sufficiency of Christ's gospel mm. and his Lordship for me and his sufficiency to cover over Amen. my pain. Amen. Or I can continue to dwell on it and allow it to rot me from the inside. Mm. It's what I mean. Unforgiveness, you know, is just it's just drinking poison, waiting for the other person to die. It's not it's not doing you any good. It's actually doing more harm to you than anything else. Right. right. And and ultimately, this is uh, we have to view this from a position of faith, active faith. And what faith is, is it's taking the promises of God and living our life in such a way that we believe God is not a liar. So we rest in that Christ did and does exactly what God's word says he does. We believe that God is in fact holy we believe our nature apart from Christ made us enemies with God, but we trust that Jesus did come to live out the righteous requirement, that he paid the debt that we owed, that his righteousness is credited to us, that he was resurrected on the third day, that he is sitting at the right hand of God, ruling and reigning, that he is right now interceding for us. He is pleading our case to the Father on our behalf, that we are reconciled to the Father through what Christ did, and we are adopted into his family, mm. we, we not only have a seat at the table, but we have an inheritance to be gained. We hold to the fact that Christ is also coming for his bride again. Now, how many of us actually sit and think, do I live my life as though these things are actually true and that God is not a liar? Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, is it, is it, it is everything we do all done in his name, all for his glory. And that includes, that includes how we, how we respond uh, when, when wrong is done to us, how we respond when we succeed, how we respond when we fail. Um, is, is do we continue to press on? Do we continue to move forward? Um, you know, uh, do, do we forget? I mean, obviously not completely. We learn from, uh, but do, uh, do, do we start from the area of knowing that we haven't obtained it? We aren't perfect, but we press on that we may lay hold of Christ himself, not his benefits, but Christ himself self. Right. That's a consist a continual and consistent viewing of the cross in everything that we do. That's right. That's right. That's right. So uh we, we press on towards the goal for the prize. And it and it's it's not an achievement, it's a goal. We we will not get there until either Christ returns uh or, or through glorification. Right. Now how this affects how what we how we leave things behind us is that <clears throat> the sin we have committed 
it's paid for. There's no need to dwell on it. It's paid for. We don't have to reshackle ourselves uh, and beat ourselves up. But it also works as a testimony to what Christ has done. It works as a teacher to teach us where we were. Uh, our successes work uh, to show us that we need to rid ourselves of pride because our past successes continuously seem to rear their head in our present and puff us up. So a continual view of the cross now will affect how we respond to those things in the past. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we, you know, we're, we're talking about pressing on and pressing on toward the goal. And I think what's, what's important to reiterate is the person of Jesus Christ is both the avenue and the means to the goal and the goal itself. We aren't speaking about somehow this higher plane of thinking or this 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 place that we'll get when we when we're here on earth where everything's going to be better and we're going to be in this new state of uh, you know it's it's what what we are talking about this daily looking at the cross of Christ that Jesus Christ and knowing Him better than we do now that is the goal because when that happens when sanctification takes hold through the power of the spirit and we come into a deeper and more rich understanding of who the person of Jesus Christ is and what he has done for us, what that does, the transforming power and the enjoyment in God that brings, that is the goal. And the goal is when we reach the point where we are able to do that perfectly, when we enter into heaven's gates and when we finally see uh, the fulfillment of our faith, um, that that is, that is the goal that we have, right? And it's done on a daily basis, trusting in Christ on a daily basis to be our daily bread and to be our sufficient comforting savior right yeah and the the salvation we experience now is only partial of what will be gained in eternity right so we press on as paul says having obtained it we've only we only possess a portion of what christ has and what christ has for us so we press on to the goal like you're just saying the goal is christ we're not pressing on to the blessings and benefits that God has for us, the gifts that he has for us. We're pressing on to Christ. Right. Right. And, and, and that's the difference and it's very subtle and it, it is, it's a subtle difference, but it's an important and vital difference that took me so long to figure out. Do I want Christ because of what Christ gives me or because yeah. of who Christ is himself? Now this, I want to throw this in there and I know Chris, you've been wanting to say, something, but I want to throw this in there. How, how much do we view our past as a hindrance for a, blessing or gift for the future oh all the time mm -hmm. absolutely oh yeah yeah no no all, and 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 here's the thing like that's one of the problems is that we view our past and think that somehow our past has power over the grace that christ gives us today mm -hmm. right like there's nothing that will hinder 
God giving you all that you need through the person of Christ. The, pro- the problem with that is people focus on what they want rather than what they need. Right. That's very easy to mix up. Well, and a couple of things about that, and then, and then there, was, there was something else yeah, I had, but a couple of things about that is they focus on what they want instead of what they need, um, which, which means that, you know, we as, as believers who know that need to, <laughs> we need to, you guys can't see that, that's okay. Um, we need to help them see that it's Christ. It isn't his hand it's his face. It isn't his blessings, but it's himself. Yeah. Um, and, and I think we all we all may have started there, right? I mean, look at how many people come to faith, uh, like like me, who <laughs> I was telling uh, our buddy Brandon Scalf about this yesterday, um, who came to faith in Christ at the tribulation trail on Halloween, uh, this whole production about the end times. And so part of the fear of what would what would be experienced then uh, is 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 what drove me to go. I'm missing Christ in my life, and I need Him because of my sin. Um, so so we may start with with, with that, but we it, it should move in our sanctification to where we realize it is Christ. Um, and I think too, one of the things that Paul says here is, look, at this point in Paul's life, he's been walking with the Lord, a believer for 28 to 30 years at this point when Philippians is written. And he says in verse 12, not that I have already obtained it. So look, be encouraged. If Paul, the apostle Paul, who wrote 13 epistles, was an elder, a church planter, the Lord used him to heal miraculously. Uh, if the apostle who, who Jesus walked with him and taught him directly, if he had not obtained it, neither will we in this life. It doesn't mean that we don't keep pressing on and reaching for, um, you know, with, with, with maximum effort. But if Paul hadn't obtained it and he says, I'm, I'm not there yet, I, I, I want to be there, but I'm not there yet. Be encouraged in your failures. Um, don't, don't remain there, but be encouraged that the Lord would chasten you and continue to give you an opportunity to become conformed more and more into the image of his son. Amen. With that, we are going to wrap up this episode on leaving behind that which is in the past. Uh, we hope that it was a blessing to you. Um, also we want to make you aware that there is a free conference you can register for through cruciform ministries. Uh, one is on confronting the culture of death. That is, uh, confronting abortion. I will be speaking at that one. And then there is one that is June 6th. And then there is one that Chris is going to be doing called the gospel and its parts. Um, so we've got some some things. What are you What are you talking about at that one? At, at uh, confronting the culture of yep. death. Yep. Uh, I am going to be giving an apologetic against abortion. Uh, I am going to be discussing arguments that I have had with lots and lots and lots of people. Um, so it should it should be enlightening for some. <laughs> Like I said, for some. (laughs) 
Yeah. Because uh, I mean, and I just say that just because the greatest apologetic you can have against abortion is the gospel. That that's if you, if you want the short answer, there you go. That's the greatest apologetic you can have. Gave it away. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, and I'll but be still, uh, still attend or, or yeah, I don't yeah, even yeah, yeah. go now. <laughs> I know, right? Well, and I'll be uh, the 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 uh, topic that I've been assigned for the gospel and its parts is sanctification and glorification. I have to do both of those in one sermon. Pray nice. for me. <laughs> I don't have any topics because I'm the forgotten man on this podcast. <laughs> Nobody knows I exist. We'll put in a word for you, man. Hey, I'll go anywhere if somebody pays my plane ticket. <laughs> Scratch that. Not anywhere. Um, yeah, not anywhere. There are some places I won't go. Uh, well, we need to get where? out of here. Where, where won't you go? Like, we West need to get Virginia. out of here quick. <laughs> West Virginia. <laughs> oh, the Blue Ridge Mountains, Shenandoah <laughs> River, Mountain Mama. Wow. On that note, I can't believe I didn't hit end sooner. Later, boys. <laughs> Bye-bye. Later. Later.